Welcome to the Not Last Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Neil Nunez. This is episode 21 and the second part to the revival of this podcast. I'm excited you're here. Let's get to it. Well, here you are back again. Here I am back again. So thanks again for coming in and tuning in to my random ramblings of, of podcastism. Um, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to get this project up and running again. Um, it's been on my short list of my to-do list for a while, and it's been uh, just always pushed to the back burner. So I'm excited to get uh, the Revival Part 1 out. And for those of you folks that listen to it, uh, big news, we just hit a thousand downloads. So uh, thanks, Mom. I think that's the the main proprietor and and, uh, (laughs) listener to the podcast. Um, So yeah, thanks, Mom. And um, hopefully uh, she'll tell her friends and uh, all of her other little old ladies can can tune into this. But um, yeah, so I am excited to be here. I'm excited to share a little bit more with you of what's going on and what's happening. Um, I left off last time kind of talking about maybe a transition into uh, mountain biking and cross-country racing. So we talked a little bit about what cross-country racing was, if uh, you are listening to this and are not familiar with it. Um, It's a highly technical mountain bike circuit uh, that you do on a lap-based format. Usually the races are an hour hour and a half to two hours maximum. And it's a a discipline that requires a high level of skill and an awful lot of um, uh, endurance and and stamina. And that is one thing I am very good at is the endurance and the stamina side. Um, I'm working as soon as I get my broken wrist unbroken and and mended again. I uh, I will get back on the technical side and that uh, and learning that steep learning curve of uh, working on the steep learning curve of uh, the technical mountain bike um, or the technical side of, of mountain biking. But that aside, I think it is a a discipline that I could have some really good potential in and have an opportunity to um, to. To race really well in, uh, it's really once you get the the technical side down, it's just a, a really really hard time trial, and that is something that I'm I'm uh, consider myself a specialist in, um, despite popular opinion <laughs> sometimes, but I am excited to try and test that out. Let me be very clear though that I'm not ready to give up the roadside. I am still a roadie at heart. My legs remain shaved, my spandex remains clean, my socks are still tall and white. Um, I have uh, absurd tan lines all over myself, all over my body, and I like being a roadie. I like the roadside a lot, and I specifically love to time trial. So I will still spend a lot of time and put a considerable amount of focus into the time trial and into that discipline. However... I see that there is an opportunity to race the mountain bike, and that is something I'm going to explore as well. It's only going to help my uh, my ability as a rider and be a little more of a holistic rider, which I think could only be a, of, of benefit to me. Um, there is a... Um there's a lot of emotion tied up in this, and I'm going to talk about that now. Um... This has always been a platform that I can be open and honest because you just have to sit there and listen or turn it off. <laughs> and um, and it's been very, very easy to kind of share these ideas and, and concepts and fears and frustrations 
with with those of you who are who are listening. Um, I'm just really stoked that we hit a thousand downloads. I thought it was going to take a long time um, to to get to a thousand downloads. So that's that's just really neat. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm very grateful for all of you who who tune in and listen to this these ramblings. But again, I'll, I'll go back to to talking about some of the emotions wrapped up in this because I I do feel that we don't talk enough as athletes about our emotions surrounding this and and just surrounding life and training and whatnot in in general like um around the the idea of exploring more on the mountain bike i'm concerned that i'm gonna lose something i don't know what um but this is the uh, kind of this ambiguous if you do mountain biking then you're not on the TT bike or you're not on the road bike and I'm, I'm going to lose out on something. I have to sacrifice something and I'm sure it will be maybe a loss at first and then it will turn into an adaptation where my body can adapt to, to being strong on the mountain bike and also being strong on the TT bike and strong on the road bike. Um, I know I'm a strong rider, but boy, everything is just cast in doubt when you're sitting on the sidelines and, and not riding. That's, that's really hard. Um, so there's definitely the excitement of doing something new. There's the excitement and the exhilaration of, wow, this is super stimulating. You know, I'm I'm on the trail and having to navigate it and I'm just having to react to everything that's coming at you, um, whatever rocks or roots or uh, slugs or squirrels or, <laughs> or jumps or drops or anything like that or berms. You, uh, you just have to react to it and know how to react to it. And so that's the technical side that I need to work on, obviously, because I went out and broke my wrist. But um, that is mentally very stimulating and exhilarating to to do. It's it's been a lot of fun. Um, there's still that, like I said, the the fear of something new. Uh, I'm a very calculated person. I'm a very very much a control everything that you can control type of type of person. And this something new is I don't know what all I can control or what I can't control. I have an idea, but I, I haven't tested those ideas yet or tested those theories yet. And that's been, um, it's been a little, uh, there's a little bit of fear wrapped up in that for sure. There's, there's also the stress and anxiety about, uh, this steep learning curve. Um, holy cow, is this a steep learning curve? I've been on and off the bike for a long time and never have I been, have I put myself into a discipline of bike riding where it's just, I, I, I can see how quickly I am out of my depth, but I can see that relatively the, the pathway to get there. Um, and it's just going to take a lot of hard work. Uh, but fortunately I, I do like hard work and, um, I'm, I'm willing to put that in because I can see that there could be some really big benefit, um, for all of my, all of the disciplines of road riding and, and time trialing and, and mountain biking and anything else. Um, but there's still, uh, quite a substantial amount of stress and anxiety about this steep learning curve. Can I do it? Am I good enough? Will I see, you know, the fruits of my labor put into this? Is it worth it? That's another one that's been rolling around in my head. It's like, is this, is any of this even worth it? I, I don't know. I hope so. But, um, Sometimes that that hope and that uh, um, yeah, sometimes that hope is hard to hang on to. Uh, again, especially when you're when you're sidelined, uh, like I am right now. Another one that's wrapped up in here is the the fear of making a mistake. Like, is 
is this the right path I should be on? Last last episode, I talked about what a lonely road this is, and it is really a lonely road where I don't know of anyone who's tried to do this, um, the going the route that I've that I'm trying to do this. Uh, you know, trying to to forge a path to qualify for for these big level races. Um, it's it's a lonely road because it's not something that I there aren't riders in the area here that have qualified for these big races that have gone to these big races um so i don't have much of anything i can lean on or reach out to and um and fortunately i've got a great coach that's been working with me and has been helpful in in um in managing that he also coaches a pro tour uh worlds uh, a world pro tour team um and has some very prominent riders on that on those teams, and so I'm um, both men's and women's teams, and so I'm excited to be able to to be a part of that and very loosely affiliated with that. Um, there's no direct connection at all to these world tour teams, but to know that we have a, a common denominator of of a coach who has gone through this with athletes before um, has been giving me great workouts and great advice. Uh, last week, after this, after last episode, and uh, up until now, I sent off a um, a potential race program and just kind of a general thoughts and ideas spreadsheet of all of the races I think I could do or could try and qualify for, and seeing what is uh, realistic to to do and not do, and, and um, that is right now sitting and waiting on my coach's desk when he has a chance to look at it and can give me give me feedback. Um, I'm a little, I'll be honest, I'm a little uh, anxious to get his feedback. Um, uh, And it's that idea of, well, I'm just sitting here at home all day, just writing these things off and sending them out. And I, and I don't get an immediate response. It's only been a couple of days. And I know he's busy with, um, with some uh, big races that he's got some riders in right now and, and they're doing really well. And it's just like, oh man, (laughs) um, it, uh, I have some unrealistic expectations for the return rate of of my uh, of my questions and thoughts and comments and asking for feedback. So I know it will come. It's just uh, it'll take a little take a couple more days than than I would like it to. Um, and I'm trying to be patient. I'm I'm des- desperately desperately trying to to um, uh, be patient and and trust this process. Um, Everything was really, really good up until I broke my wrist. Uh, training was really good and everything, but uh, I just have to trust this process, and that is hard. Um, I keep saying it's hard, especially when you're sidelined, especially when you're sidelined, blah, 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 but uh, it's true. This is particularly challenging um, to be uh, not training and not riding my bike right now. I am very optimistic that I can get on the TT bike on the trainer Um next week. So I, uh, today's Sunday. So I'm going to try that, uh, tomorrow on Monday and try an easy spin on the TT bike and see if I can't at least rest my arm in the, in the position on the, on the ski bends and see, see where that goes. But I am dying for some, some heavy endorphin kicks. That is, uh, um, that is something that is uh, significantly lacking and has been lacking for weeks now. Um, I have taken up though. Uh, last week I went and got um, a set of trail running shoes or trail hiking shoes, some lightweight pair of Hoka's, um, the new Terex threes, I think. Um, they're really pretty. They're nice and blue and yellow. 
Um, and I really love Hoka shoes. They fit me really, really well. They don't exacerbate my knee problems or my plantar fasciitis. I can, I can be in them for a long time. And so, um, this last Thursday, I did a nice, um, five ish, five plus mile hike with, with a friend of mine. And then, um, Friday had a bunch of work to do. And then Saturday, uh, my wife and I went out for a really big day. We did seven and a half miles with uh, like 1,600 plus feet of elevation um, in that amount of time. And so it was it was just good vert in there and had a good time. The weather was great. Um, took some great photos and pictures and things. And um, yeah, so that was... That was nice. That was really nice to be out there and be out with her. And then uh, this morning we went out for for another five, like five point two mile um, hike, but we kept it flat this time. We went out to a, a little ranch out here and and then finished up on the bike path and came back in. So nice and flat and just just fun and nice to be out together and get a little bit of time outside and some movement. Um, the shins are a little. <laughs> a little tingly feet are a little sore hips are a little tight um i'm used to moving in a different plane and and having a a fixed leg movement as opposed to um to fully extending my leg when i when i hike but uh that's been that's been good i've been been enjoying hiking and uh, i also got a little trail vest a little hydration pack um kind of lightweight vest that's been very helpful to, to be out for longer distances and have a little water, have a little, some snacks and um, carry an extra jacket or something like that and uh, and have that out of your pockets and not swishing around around your legs, which has been nice. Um, but being out and and being outside and enjoying the weather has been has been great. It's um, how would I describe that? It's almost euphoric <laughs> where like there's definitely an endorphin kick um it's not quite the level of endorphin kick that i'm used to um, i'm usually used to a lot more and so i uh i still feel like i want more but what i'm hopeful to do is take this a little bit of um, fitness i've been building while i'm hiking and supplement that on the bicycle and so when i ramp up more on the bike then i can turn that around and then go for an easy recovery hike or you know if if my wife is out for for a longer harder run or trail hike I can just go out for a shorter bit and then meet her back at the car kind of thing so I'm I have yet to run that by my coach but um, I think he would be on board with just adding more volume to my to my workout so if I'm getting 14 to 15 hours a week on the bike maybe I can get you know five six hours a week on on the trail, um, doing some some heavy duty hiking or light lightweight hiking, but but at a, a, a low to moderate intensity, and then I can have you know a twenty plus hour week pretty consistently. Um, I think that's pretty doable. Um, so we'll we'll see what what he says about that. But I think that's that's a pretty realistic goal to hit until I can be fully um, up to speed on the bicycle, and then I'll just be doing you know. 20 ish hour weeks, 18 to 20 hour weeks uh, consistently uh, once again. I'm hopeful to build back up to that volume. So, all that being said, that's been kind of the latest and greatest. You are all kind of up to speed now. Um, other things that I've been that I've been chugging away at that, that we'll talk about here. Uh, this is largely on the local scene, but I've been um, quite busy with Twilight Operations and trying to get stuff up and running for that. 
we are, uh, unfortunately, we've entered another extreme uh, risk for COVID levels here in Lane County, in, in uh, where Eugene, Oregon is, where we're located. And I, um, I am hopeful that uh, that doesn't put a, a damper on our plans uh, for having some local races, but we have put on the calendar in June, uh, every Tuesday in June, we're going to do our standard uh, ITT course out in Coburg. So it's a 15-mile flat fast, a little windy. They're usually a headwind, crosswind, tailwind, and in some combination of that uh, course that um, is just, it's super fun. We're really putting an effort. I'm, I'm trying to put a big effort in our, our media campaigns on social media and Facebook um, to try and get new riders out. Uh, this is a great course because it's it's only 15 miles, which on a bicycle is not that much. And you can... Um, you can do it on any bicycle. You don't have to have a TT bike. You don't have to have a road bike. You can you can do it on your mountain bike if you wanted to. You know, long as you've got a, a functioning bicycle with uh, one good brake, uh, one functioning brake at least, uh, hopefully two. But you you just technically need one. Um, you uh, you can come out and and race this thing, and, and I'm hopeful that we can get some new people out there. Uh, I'm very excited this week to sit in on a Zoom conference or a Zoom call about um, diversity in sport and getting um, underrepresented uh, groups uh, involved in sport and uh, specifically as it pertains to cycling. So I'm, I'm really excited to sit in on this call and just learn and listen and, and get more information um, so that we can try and, and show some more diversity and, and show that we are making an active effort in Twilight Operations to... Um, to to uh, to give these opportunities to other people who otherwise may not know about bike racing or may not have, um, yeah, really may not know anything about it. We can have the chance to educate them and to to see if there's something that they'd like to participate in, and we welcome them to come out and participate. Um, so I'm I'm very excited to sit in on this call and and just learn more. Um, that's, that's great. And I'm looking forward to that a lot. Uh, there's a friend of mine who's, I think she's hosting it or she has a part to play in it as, as one of the co-hosts or administrators of this call. And there's a couple other folks in the community that are going to be on here. Um, and, uh, yeah, different racial groups will be on there and, and I'm just, yeah, I'm excited to, to be a part of that. Um, and then I'll report that back to our board of directors and see what we can do to to show better diversity and show better uh, inclusiveness um, across all platforms for people to come and enter our sport. Um, I've thought a lot about, actually, I've been putting a lot of thought and and uh, conscious thought and effort into how we can we can do this. And so I've um, I've signed up to be, and I've gone through the training to be a uh, NICA um, level one coach to get involved with the Eugene Composite team. Um, I know I mentioned that in the last episode, but um, I just I've been in bikes in the bike industry for 17 plus years. I've been racing bikes. This will be my 16th season of of bike racing. I've learned a lot. I have a lot more to learn. That's a never ending <laughs> never ending goal or story. Um, but I, I'm excited to finally be in a position where I can, 
I can give back to this community and try and improve this uh, Eugene cycling community and hopefully communities that are surrounding it on the periphery as well. But I'm, I'm hopeful to take what I've learned and share it with, with young student athletes, um, either the hard skills or the life skills or, or life lessons and, and things like that with, with some of these, you know, uh, they're sixth through 12th grade student athletes. Um, and they come from all different backgrounds and I'm excited to be part of that. I'm excited to have um, the opportunity to chair a board and and try and put on and, and break down barriers for entry into cycling and into bike racing. And so that's something that we're that we're actively doing here in the community. And I just overall, I'm just looking forward to uh, to giving back and sharing some of my knowledge. I feel like I've been gathering and gathering and gathering, and now I want to kind of turn that around and, and spread it around and see see what I can do. Um, I hope some of you, if you, some of you are listening, if you have high profile, you know, Instagram accounts or, or, or whatnot, um, or, are a, you know, maybe you're, you're a super famous celebrity that you're secretly listening to my little teeny tiny, teeny weeny podcast, um, that you are also doing something like that, uh, that you are taking what you've learned, taking either the money that you've made or the experience that you've, that you've, uh, garnered over the years in your profession or whatever and you're turning around and and spreading it out to everyone else Um, times are difficult for all of us and we are all definitely still struggling some more than most uh, or some more than others (laughs) and um, I think just if you're in a spot where you can turn it around and give back in any form that that is super super important that's something that's super super important to me Um, and so I'm I'm excited to be able to give back this this year and, and try and make this um, um, more of a thing where where I can I can turn this around and use whatever small little influence I have to to turn around and, and make more of a positive impact in my in my community and in and in the cycling community here in in town. The um, the thing that we just had I I don't know if you saw the CDC you probably did because um, you all all of you listeners are. Uh, most certainly well-educated and astute and listening to the CDC and following CDC guidelines. I would hope so. And I'm hope that, hopeful that you, if haven't been vaccinated, have at least had one shot or have plans to get your, your COVID vaccine here um, uh, as soon as humanly possible. Um, get vaccinated. Uh, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have been able to have both doses, uh, as has uh, my wife and, and our close-knit of friends are all double vaccinated and or fully vaccinated, and it feels it feels great. We can go hang out and, and saw my mom yesterday. She came up on on or she came up on Friday, and and we went out to lunch, and it was very nice to see her, and could show her inside the house, and could you know felt like we could have a little bit more of a regular interaction, which was very nice. Uh, so thanks, mom, uh, for coming up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you know a. If you saw the CDC guidelines, I hope you did, that you can be outside um, without wearing a mask if you're fully vaccinated um, and not in a crowded space. And so what that that leads us down the pathway is the ability to to see more, the potential for more bike races um, right now, starting just as an individual format. So we have the Cobrick TT here next month. Um, we're right at the beginning of May, so this will happen the first Tuesday in June. And then in July, we'll go out and do the 3.1-mile hill climb up Macbeth. And um, again, it's a, it's a great course. It's something that um, 
it's hard, but it's it's definitely that uh, that type two fun where you'll enjoy it once you're back down and, and can talk about how hard that was with all your friends. Um, gives you a new appreciation for hill climb specialists. Um, but uh, it's a it's a course that's short enough and and um, easy enough to, to navigate that uh, you can do it really on any bicycle as long as you've got a a bike with a functioning brake you'll definitely need brakes to get back down the hill because it's it's a it's a pretty quick descent but um, the way up's not not as quick as the way down however uh, it's it's just it's good and hard and it's a it's a good fun thing to do just to even if you don't want to think you want to compete for the win just to come out and 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 do it and finish it and say you conquered it. Um, that's, it's a, it's a good one to do. So having the, the, the mask, uh, restrictions lifted a little teeny tiny bit has been nice. Um, it's given us a glimmer of hope to put on these races and to put on successful races and safe races. That's another big thing is that where safety is our, obviously our overarching priority. Um, but, um, we can we can make it fun. We can make it uh, make it a, a, a more enjoyable experience for for the people participating. If you're local to Eugene or in the surrounding area and are want to come out and do it, these are pre-registration only races. We're going to be doing them. Pre-registration opens on May 18th. You can sign up for for the Tuesday night any one or all of the Tuesday night time trial series. Um, this is just it's. Um, it's fun. I, I tell a lot of people that, you know, there's, there's no scouts out here. Like you're not going to get a sponsorship. You're not going to get a a contract for, for a pro tour team out here. Like these are just for fun and they are really fun. Um, it's fun to be out there and, and just say that you competed it or completed it, that, that you conquered the the course. Um, and if you, you know, it's, it's just a line in the sand. If you did well this week, see how you do next week. You know, it's, it's not about how everyone else finishes compared to you. It's about how you finish compared to yourself. Um, and that's, that's what makes these races so fun. It's just, it's a, it's a cool way to have a line in the sand, um, that you can see where you improve each week. You know, um, hopefully the first week is your slowest week. And then every week after that is faster yet. But, um, you know, it's just, it's a fun way to see how things go. Um, and especially on the same exact course with, with the only deviation would be wind. Um, and then you have to battle, battle the wind, but it's not for that long. So, um, if you're local to the area, I, I'd, I'd highly recommend that you come out. Or if you know anybody in the area that has a bicycle or likes bikes, uh, come out and try these things. They're, they're super fun to do. You do it on your mountain bike, lock out your suspension. It, it just, it doesn't matter. It just, uh, it's fun to do. Um, come out and see, see where you stack up against yourself each week. There, there's my little plug. But, um, overall we've been, we've been really busy with, with Twilight Operations and trying to get things up and rolling. We've got a board meeting coming up here again and just to kind of further solidify plans and, and try and identify donors, um, onto donors that we can develop relationships with and build our donor database and sponsorships for this year and, and beyond, um, and looking to build, you know, long, meaningful relationships um, that are beneficial for, you know, for them and for us. And um, yeah, it's just, it's exciting. It's exciting to be able to do this and, and see what that direct impact is on, on the community. Um, so it's, uh, it's fun. It's fun to give back. Uh, if you can give back, uh, do give back. Another topic I want to touch on uh, that's, I've, I mentioned this 
way earlier on in um, in previous episodes of this little shindig, um, but I talked about it in in terms of COVID is hard, which obviously um, COVID is hard, and being mindful and and trying to you know uh, develop relationships with or being intentional with. Um, you know, uh, commenting on someone's Instagram page, commenting on their stories, um, you know, giving a thumbs up here and there, and just just letting people know in your network that you see them, that um, that you you recognize them, that that you're not just interacting on the periphery, that you be intentional with how you're interacting um, with them, and so I've been practicing this. I've been working on it. Um, I am. Uh, Lauren and I aren't super social people. I am the more social of the two of us, I think. I think that's fair to say. Um, but I've been, I've been intentional in commenting on, um, on people's stories that I follow that I've in previously, you know, previously I would just watch the story and and move on. But instead, sometimes it's a thumbs up or it's a, you know, the hundred percent sign or, or, you know, party favors or, or whatever, but um, I've been intentional about this. And slowly, it's turned into some new friends and new, well, it's turned into some new acquaintances here and there. Um, I've met some some folks who are um, overseas. Some of them are in London. Some of them, uh, one of them is in Spain. Um, met a guy, a couple more guys in, in Chile and uh, met some, some more of my teammates in Chile. Um, who are also on Rancawa, and we just had a little more interaction here and there, and it's been, it's been fun. It feels a lot more personal to just um, develop uh, just a loose like you'd see them in the hallway and you'd give them a high five sort of sort of thing in high school kind of level of of interaction. Um, but then something uh, unexpected happened where I started commenting and just just being intentional with communicating communicating with some some friends or some some Instagram friends who have turned into uh, real life friends who um, it's it's another couple about our age that's um, they're triathletes and they're just super neat and awesome people and um, just kind of hit it off and it's been really fun to connect with and, and make new friends um, that initially started at, at a distance. And then they came in, and um, I did a, a bike fit with um, with uh, the guy, and um, got him more comfortable on his TT bike. And then it just kind of spiraled, <laughs> spiraled out of control into now where the four of us, um, and my wife and I, and and this couple has just kind of kind of continued to develop a, a friendship. And you know, we've gone out for coffee here and there. Or, um, it's just been it's been fun to to meet new people and it's it's uh, they're great people and it all happened because I felt like I was being intentional with my interactions and had I not done that it would have just stayed on the periphery the entire time and probably nothing would have come of it and it would have just gone by the wayside and that interaction may have never solidified into something but turns out um, that uh, made new friends and new friends are neat. Um, especially when you have neat new friends. So <laughs> I'll tell you it uh, uh, firsthand that it it works. It was it was cool. It's it's cool. Um, this isn't past tense. This <laughs> this is present tense. 
But um, I hope you, you know, if you've listened to these previous episodes or if you're listening now, that you try this, really try it, because it it feels good um, just to say, hey, I see you. Hey, I recognize you. Hey, if you are struggling, I'm here to listen. If you just want to vent onto me, I can listen to that. You know, if you're in a position to be able to say that to somebody, whether you have a relationship with them or not, keeping it very altruistic, you got to do this with the best of intentions. Um, there's there's no hidden agenda. It just uh, is is you know making friends and and being nice to friends, being a good person is what this comes down to. Um, but it, uh, you know, and then, and then, uh, another byproduct of, of being intentional is, is also being intentional with your friends that you do interact with on social media, or if you see them, seeing them face to face, or you have your group chats or group texts or things like that. Um, and, and those relationships have only grown and solidified even further. Like we've got our close friends that live up the street from us and they mean the world to us. We love them to death, and it's just like I feel like our relationship has grown um, just even stronger and continues to grow. And it's just it's fun to be to have that kind of really tight knit support network that you can be open and honest, and you can be vulnerable with, and um, and they can be vulnerable with you because that's also part of the relationship is is that back and forth. And it's just um, yeah, it's been it's been neat. So I would encourage you if you are uh, following people here or there on Instagram or whatnot, um, or if you follow me and you want to reach out, yeah, I'm, I'm always up for, for meeting new people, um, safely and appropriately, of course. But, um, you know, there's there there can be some really great benefits to just a little more intention in our actions. And it's something that uh, took a while. It was kind of weird it was hard to do it was a little uncomfortable at first or it felt maybe not uncomfortable is the right word it felt awkward um to do and uh, the introvert in me just really kind of wanted to shy away from it but i i started it anyway and then got some thumbs up here and there and it you know again it was just very subtle very benign um slow organic kind of growth and it just uh flourished into uh, making some new friends and and it just it felt really good um, and and I'd say if you are struggling with this or if you know somebody or seeing somebody that is struggling that just saying hey I see you hey if there's like if you just need to talk or if you just need to write to somebody no one in particular you just need to write and vent like you can just send that DM right to my inbox kind of thing like I can take it. I can listen to it. If you're in a position to do that, um, offer that. Um, it just goes back to being a good person. Be a good person. Um, we were at, <laughs> so my wife and I, we went for a hike uh, yesterday and we went out to um, a little uh, coffee shop. And keep in mind, I, you know, talked about this last time, but like the the burnout, my level of burnout in the retail industry was, is extreme. Like I know I didn't have another summer of retail in the bike industry or retail in the bike shop in me anymore. And like, I, I was just waiting for the right scenario of an angry customer or a difficult customer. And I was just going to snap. Um, so I got out before that happened, thankfully. And I'm very fortunate and feel very grateful that we can, I was able to do that while a lot of people are not. And so, um, we were out to, 
to getting coffee, grab some coffee at the, the local hideaway bakery after our hike. And there was this woman that um, we both got to the door at the same time. And so, you know, we, we waved her through and let her through um, ahead of us. No big deal. Um, Cause there were two of us and just one of her. And she decided to take up the entire space in this little coffee area, a little like walkthrough kind of order area. And like she had a discussion about what bread she wanted. She had a discussion about what um, pastries she wanted. And then she wanted the bread sliced. And then she wanted to know if they were still serving lunch. And it was as if she was entitled to the world. And meanwhile, like there's one gal one gal doing drinks, taking orders from the window and taking orders from inside, um, cutting the bread, grabbing the pastries. There's one gal doing this. And like this old lady just like couldn't read the room. And b- meanwhile, we're standing behind her just patiently waiting, not saying anything. Um, and she's doing that thing where she, to talk, she would take her mask off to talk inside and then talk at the girl and then put her mask back on. And like, it was just, it was so rude and so disrespectful. And she got to the point where she, the gal rang her through the register and then she ordered a drink as a separate transaction and then had all of these particulars about how she needed a, she wanted to know if they did chai and if she could do a microfoam on top of the chai and if her chai was too spicy or if it was too sweet. And it just went on and on and on. And the line is just backing up and you can feel like, just the the heavy breathing that was happening behind us where we were all so very impatient, uh, Im- impatiently waiting. And like this woman was just completely and utterly oblivious to the world around her and just the disrespect to everyone who was working there where, you know, it's COVID, it's hard, retail sucks. And she's just, um, just, yeah, doesn't care, doesn't matter. Um, she can do whatever she wants. She's entitled to it. And it was, um, I felt so bad for the girl. Oh, and she didn't tip either. She just, she rang it through and didn't leave a tip. So um, we went through, we got our quick order, grabbed our food to go, and then um, left her a big fatty tip. And it's just like, that just, it like, it gave me anxiety to watch this because I, I've, I've been there for so long with other people working in retail and it was just like, oh, I felt so bad for the gal working there that like, that is why I quit retail. That is why I couldn't do it anymore. Um, Like the burnout was just so high and kudos to them for still being at it, whether they um, choose to be or whether they have to be. Um, Like if you're out ordering food anywhere, if you are out anywhere where somebody is serving you or checking you out or anything in in retail realm um you've got to be 110 percent nicer than you already are even if you think you're being nice like make it easy for them leave big tips um do everything you can um when you can to to make life easy for them because it sucks just to have to deal with that kind of customer day in and day out and day in and day out and for for 17 years, I had to deal with that. And I just, I hit my limit and, and that was it. So, um, (laughs) there's my little, my little rant. Um, but you know, it comes down to just be a nice person and be courteous to others. And, and, uh, you know, maybe if you see, if you're out with your, with your parents or with, 
with uh, with other relatives or friends, and and they're they're acting this way. Maybe just offer to order for them and just keep you know get them moving through the line. Um, do do what you can to try and <laughs> try and keep them moving. Um, well, yeah, um, that was painful. Felt felt bad for for the folks that had to work at the bakery today or yesterday. Probably today too. I'm sure there were other crummy customers. Um, we used to call them crusty custies, where they would come in and they were just just crusty, <laughs> crusty custies. Uh, yeah. So I've got a few other little tidbits for you. Uh, I did just get my new Prism uh, Road ID. And I know I talked about Road ID as a, as a, a sponsor this year, and I'm very excited to represent them. Um, the new Prism Limited Edition Road ID is uh, pretty legit. Highly, highly recommend. Um, if any of you are interested in uh, some sort of a discount code, sometimes I've got, I think right now I've got a couple of $10 gift cards sitting around um, that could be put to good use if you are interested in, in a new road ID or in a road ID. Um, there's some of those kicking around. You can you can reach out to me on my athlete page, Andrew underscore Neil underscore Nunez, or you can find it on Facebook or on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook, but you can largely find me on Instagram or the podcast, not last underscore podcast. Um, or reach out there. I'd be happy to provide you with one if I have any left. Um, they keep floating through every now and then, and I'm, I'm happy to keep kicking those out to you guys uh, if you were interested in a Road ID uh, gift card. Next week, I have um, a little bit of a different schedule. Um, one of these, one of the really cool things with being an ambassador for both HeadSweats and for Road ID is that they have private Facebook groups, and these groups are of other um, ambassadors for for both for each brand, and um, they're just super supportive groups. And I posted last week about um, the little snippet of, of this last episode, The Revival Part 1, um, out there and said, hey, you know, I've got a podcast if anyone happens to be interested in listening to it. Um, it's a fun little thing, documents my, my journey towards, um, uh, towards being an Olympic hopeful for the 2024 Paris Games. And um, yeah, and so that's been, that's been neat, but they're super supportive and I was invited uh, on to to be interviewed um, for Diz Runs Radio um, on May fifth. So I don't know when the radio or when the show will post, but I'll have my interview on uh, this coming Wednesday. Um, it'll be on Diz Runs Radio, um, and uh, it'll be a nice conversation. I'll be talking a little bit about my running background. Um, it's a running podcast and I, um, the guy seems to do a lot. So this is my first ever interview onto another podcast. Um, and maybe I'll have him on here and share his story as well, but, um, see how this goes. It should be fun. I'm very, very much looking forward to this opportunity to chat with, with, um, the guy's name is Danny and, um, and see, see, see what we're going to talk about, see what he's got to say. Um, so that look forward to that. I will post on Instagram as soon as that gets uh, episode goes live, and uh, you all can listen to it. It'll take place of next week's episode as well, and then um, I will get back to you. Ooh, maybe I'll try and get an interviewee um, in for next week. Um, I have to see. I I don't know what I have to do. Um, I'll spend the week trying to script another episode. Um, it takes a little while to kind of get back up and into the swing of things. Usually I've got two or three episodes scripted out, um, or at least outlined by now, but, um, I don't. So I will work on that. 
things to do. Um, and I'm sure you will see um, a reoccurring and reoccurring and reoccurring segment of uh, Sir Robert English of English uh, Cycles. Um, uh, Sir Rob will be will be on here many, many more times. Don't you worry. Um, and you will be the exclusive listeners to the most candid version of Rob English there is. Um, you'll, you'll only hear it here, folks. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, those are, those are things that are upcoming and happening. Um, if you're interested in a Road ID gift card, uh, let me know. And um, still looking for those big name sponsors. You, you reach out and <laughs> you let me know if you've got one or if you have buckets and buckets of cash um, uh, to just kind of throw around. I'm, I'm open to receiving buckets of cash. Um, you can also check me out on my GoFundMe page, GoFundMe page, not a cage, excuse me, um, Andrew's Olympic Journey. There'll be notes to that in the show notes as well. And um, I thank you for all of my uh, rants and ramblings for the revival part two. Uh, I will commit, I am committing to continuing this podcast. I really have been enjoying it. Um, just going to be a little... Uh, bit to get back up and running with things. And hopefully I will have a new job to report for you um, very shortly. Interviews are happening this next week and fingers crossed, fingers and toes crossed that they work out. Um, And we've got some, I'll have some good news and some new exciting stuff to talk about um, in the next two weeks. But yeah, look forward to um, Diz Runs Radio here coming up next week. like I said, my interview is on Wednesday, and I will post on Instagram when that uh, episode is live and link to it as well. Um, I don't know if I can link to it to my Apple Podcasts or to my um, to Buzzsprout. That's where that's the the hosting site I use. I use Buzzsprout to host my podcast, um, and then they send it out to all the other podcast uh, um, subscription options. But I don't know if I can share that onto there. So if you are listening to this and you happen to listen all the way to the end, kudos to you for staying in there and hanging tough. And um, I will, uh, yeah, you'll have to go to Instagram to find um, this next episode of of the podcast. Um, It'll be a one little hiccup. We'll call it episode uh, 21.5 is what we'll call it. Um, And then we'll go into episode 23 uh, or 22. (laughs) Okay, well, that is what I've got for you. I'm so grateful that you are here, that you are continuing to listen. Um, I will be back with you very shortly and we will have more good times. If you have any, I'll put this out there. If you have any episode ideas or things or thoughts or comments, comments, thoughts, concerns, ideas, feedback, anything, I would love to hear it. Um, my wife told me that on Apple, um, podcasts, I have a higher review rating than Oprah. Um, that being said, I only have like five or six reviews, but Hey, I'll take it. Um, so uh, I'm highly rated by people. Uh, people say so. Thank you people. (laughs) Thanks mom. And, um, and dad and, um, yeah. Um, but if you have any ideas for episodes, I'm love to hear them. I'd love to work them in. Um, if you'd like to be on the show, uh, reach out. I would uh, certainly consider it. Uh, I can't make any guarantees, but I would certainly consider it. Um, and uh, yeah, until next time, uh, thanks for tuning in. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Not Last Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. New episodes drop weekly. Well, almost. Follow us on Instagram at notlast underscore podcast. This podcast is produced solely by me. If you like what you hear, be sure to tell your friends. The music is generously permitted by the illustrious Flamingosis. My amazing artwork was created by the extremely talented Paige Anochibar. Give them a follow, and as always, be sure to support local artists. You can find and subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Stitcher, and really anywhere that you get your podcasts, you can find me. Coming up next week, I have the privilege of being interviewed on Diz Runs Radio. If you'd like to listen to that episode, be sure to find it on Instagram at notlast underscore podcast. After that, we will resume regular publication uh, of random ramblings and musings for the Not Last podcast. I'm excited you're here, and I hope you'll come back soon. 